Hi everyone, welcome to PhD Chats, Diversity and Inclusion. I'm Aoife. I'm Amans. And I'm Becky. And we just want to have a bit of a chat about the PhD experience in regards to diversity and inclusion and to just talk about some of the barriers that people face, for example, financial barriers. Yeah, so all of us have gone through uh, different experiences to get to where we are as PhD students. And along the way, some of us have noticed barriers for our peers, for ourselves, or read about them in uh, news articles and such. Yeah, and there's vast amount of research out there on the importance of diversity and inclusion, and also the lack thereof, in particular in academia, and how that drops off as you go up in higher levels. But we just wanted to take a bit more of a personal approach to talk about our experiences and that of our peers and just different perspectives on how it affects people. This podcast was produced in collaboration with PeoplePower. PeoplePower is a community passionate about sustainability and empowering people to change the world. We are very grateful for all the help and advice that they gave us. So as I said, my name is Aoife and I'm a first year PhD student in Trinity College Dublin in Ireland studying chemistry and my pronouns are she, her. So my name is Amans. I'm also a first year PhD student. I'm studying a PhD in chemistry at Imperial College London and my pronouns are he, him. And I'm Becky. I'm also a first year PhD student. I'm studying physics at UCL and my pronouns are she, her. We all know each other because we're all on the same PhD program, which is a center for doctoral training. So for those that don't know, when it comes to PhDs, there's kind of a few different routes to go about it. Yeah. So how one typically goes on to do a PhD, the typical route that you tend to see will be quite a few online applications to begin with, sending out a CV, maybe a covering letter, or what is also quite common is a research proposal to to give a kind of brief overview of what you'd like to do, followed by some interviews outside of the pandemic conducted in person, inside of the pandemic, usually via Zoom. So there are a couple of costs often associated with these. You know, there's costs for transport of getting there. Some universities choose to, to set costs to apply for particular programs. Once you've paid those and done the interview, assuming the interview is successful, you'll be awarded the position And then it comes down to starting with uh, a stipend, which has already usually been prearranged for you. So PhDs tend to vary in that it may be the case that you're part of a cohort, such as the one we are on, which is known as a CDT or a Center for Doctoral Training, which essentially combines multiple projects aligned towards a research theme. For example, the advanced characterization of materials, which takes a lot of different research themes spanning Uh, biology, physics, chemistry, within a kind of materials focus and looks at how we can use characterization to improve those research disciplines. In contrast to that, you may just be, I say just, you may be uh, a PhD student that joins a group in, in a regular fashion where the stipend that you're getting could come from the department, it could come from an award that the research group leader has been awarded. It could also come from an outside source like a charity But all of these kind of fall into a branch where they're not part of a cohort and their funding is coming in a kind of one-to-one fashion. So the CDT is quite unique in that fashion. So it is possible to do a self-funded PhD, but that's very, very rare because of the costs associated with a PhD. 
So typically each university is going to charge you fees, which are usually significantly higher than undergraduate fees. It varies completely between university. It can vary between departments. And then there's your stipend, which is essentially your wages. And that usually in the UK and Ireland works out at less than minimum wage. But there is a massive variance in the PhD stipends that people get depending on your funding body or I guess if it's self-funded. And then also, particularly in STEM-based PhDs, there's a lot of extra costs. For example, in chemistry, you have to pay for chemicals, you have to pay for time on instrumentation. There's just a lot of costs involved outside of just your wages. But for you personally, your wages are kind of what you pay your rent, that's what gets you by. And that varies a lot between students and your funding body. So people can have very different experiences in a PhD. We should add that our experiences are very STEM-based. We're all from STEM backgrounds. We're all doing PhDs in STEM subjects. And what we're saying can vary massively across subjects. And especially when you go from looking at STEM PhDs to arts PhDs, the application process can vary a lot. I'm not sure about the funding, to be honest, but I think there aren't as many CDTs in the social sciences and arts subjects. Um, So you would be looking at applying to a specific group and forming your own research project as well, more in arts. And this is also very much the UK and Ireland experience. Internationally, it's going to vary a lot. That's kind of a common theme in PhDs or postgrad, that it just varies so much within a university, within a country, within the rest of the world. Yeah, so I think Aoife set the scene quite nicely in that, you know, the funding is low. There are a lot of associated fees. And from that, we end up with a situation whereby the people who are able to do PhDs are people who are very fortunate and are in, you know, positions that when these filters come in, uh, these financial filters, you know, you can't afford to do this, you can't afford to do that. And we'll talk about some of those different requirements and prerequisites that may be required for a PhD that you can't afford to do further on in the podcast but these lead to a distinct lack of diversity in PhD programs. And we believe that a large part of it can be attributed to these costs. And I guess the, the kind of aim of this podcast is to highlight them and to kind of shed light on them from different people's perspectives. So our guests on the panel will be a lecturer in material science and engineering at Imperial College, an international student who has applied and is based in Ireland and a home student who is a second year PhD student being funded outside of a university. So we hope you enjoy listening to the podcast. We hope you get something out of it. Please let us know if you have any questions, if you have anything to expand on. Please enjoy listening. <laughs>